Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore Retreat. Welcome back, Simone. Are you sad to be outside of the frigid temperatures of our nation's capital? No, no. (laughs) It snowed while I was there. That was unexpected. And um, you had some problems getting home with de icing of planes and all kinds of stuff. I mean, why would you live live in a place like that? I just don't understand. Sure, they have seasons. Sure, they have cherry blossoms. But why? Why would you live there? Well, welcome back to the humid weather of early February in Louisiana. But tomorrow it's going to be cool. So. It's going to cool down, thankfully. So I need some more winter, you know, before we start with the the hot and humid. I agree. I'm not ready to switch my wardrobe just yet. Um, So you've had a busy week. I know you had a big meeting yesterday, Governor's Advisory Mm, Commission. How was that? Yes. Um, Actually, it was really, really great. Um, It was our first meeting of the year, and the governor himself attended. It was the first time in 17 years since the commission had been created that um, a governor, sitting governor, had attended this commission. And so um, he was there. He obviously spoke a little bit and then he heard an important fisheries presentation made by CPRA, Sea Grant and Wildlife and Fisheries about some of the things that they're talking to these specialized um, fishing groups about kind of like transitioning into the future Mm -hmm. um, and things that they may need or things that they have questions about. Uh, And then he had to hop on a plane and he did a helicopter tour of uh, Terrebonne and Lafourche of some of the work that's being done down there. That's great. Yeah, it was a good day. But then um, after uh, the governor had to leave just a little bit early, um, we were all able to introduce ourselves. There are several new appointments to the commission, including um, frequent guest Steve Cochran. Yes. Uh, Chris McAluso was also in the commission, although he's not new. But we all had to introduce ourselves and, and say what we represent on that commission. For example, I represent a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we it was really great to see the diversity there, too. That's great. And, and what about the, like, kind of, if people aren't familiar with yes, the Governor's yes. Advisory Commission, so what is, what's its mission? It was truly set up as a commission to advise the governor. And it had been, I think, 18 or 19 years since it was actually set on up. On coastal issues. On coastal issues. And like I said, um, each seat represents us, a stakeholder along the coast. Uh, there's industry. There's um, the f- gentleman sitting next to me represented agriculture and cattle in southwest Louisiana. And so it truly is supposed to be a um, advisory group to the governor. So it was nice to have him there, especially, like I said, to represent different stakeholder interests and not, not all aligned, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not always supposed to be kumbaya around the table. Right. And just shows how many um, areas and facets of our lives and our economy um, intersect with the coast. It's interesting to see what people do in their everyday lives and and how they feel it touches the coast. I mean, it's my job, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but it's interesting to see the navigation folks there. Um, They had a crawfish farmer from Raceland. So it's just really neat to see the diversity there. And um, it's, I think that is really what is intended, you know, to be as advisors to the governor and the government. So um, it was good to be there. Awesome. Well, I know, uh, you know, it sounds like there was a great flyover. Am I being interviewed? Am I the first guest? <laughs> Our first, first guest. Great flyover um, over Terrebonne and Lafouche, but um, today we're shifting more back to my yes. neck of the woods, yes. St. Bernard. Yes. Jacques and I always have this push and pull about I St. Talk Bernard Plaquemines, yes. Terrebonne and Lafouche a lot, and he's always like, nope, dragging it back, dragging <laughs> it back. So. so I'm so excited to welcome, uh, first time to the show, I believe, Blaze Pazold. 
Coastal and Environmental Program Manager with the Marrow Foundation. Uh, welcome to Delta Dispatches. Thanks for having me. And we're joined by your lovely daughter, Isabella. Welcome to Delta Dispatches. Hi. <laughs> So please, You'll be taking over the show before it's <laughs> over, trust me. <laughs> We're going to save the hard-hitting questions for Isabella, but please tell us a little bit about your role at the Marrow Foundation. Well, I, um, I'm the Coastal Program Manager, and I, I'm Coastal and Environmental Program Manager, so any given day I could be doing just about anything uh, from working in our greenhouse um, on coastal projects, or I, I work with a lot of agricultural stuff and um, I have a raised bed garden that hasn't been tended too well uh, this <laughs> fall. But uh, so, what's your background, though, Blaze? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I, well, I actually to bring it back to Lafouche. Uh, ah, I, see, I, see, I, it was secret. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Knock it in. <laughs> I um, I went to Nichols and I Yay. got a culinary degree, and I graduated in culinary and worked in fine dining for a while and then opened a restaurant. And when I had Isabella, um, I decided I needed to kind of take a shift in my life and not stay up till two. <laughs> that's, that's hard work. Huh? Service yeah. industry is tough. Yeah. 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 And it, at the same time, um, you know, she was born two years after Katrina and I had taken an interest in all of the, the issues going on with that. And so I was like, in, in my, my father is a, is a scientist, and so I'd always been around science and biology and the biology departments where he worked at. And um, so I, I decided I was going to go into coastal restoration, so I went back to school at UNO, graduated in that in three years, and um, been working in that ever since. Yeah, and you worked for uh, USDA for a while, is that correct? I actually or worked for Department of Ag and Forestry oh, for okay. the state, Department but I was of in the USDA office. You um gonna have to drag you back to in, in Thibodeau. Yeah, I was gonna say, say I'm gonna have to drag you back to Thibodeau. <laughs> uh, we had Dr. Jay Clune on the show. He's the new president at Nichols, and I think you would really love him. He grew up in Homa, so he's a big coastal guy, and they have a couple of new cool things that they're doing um at Nichols because they're closest to the coast. So I'm gonna drag you back my way. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll come in and talk about that. Great. <laughs> well, uh, so you also do a lot of work um with the Marrow Foundation in terms of environmental education. I know you all have programs with Shawmet High School and Nunez Community College. I mean, what are the ways that you're helping, you know, the younger generation, Isabella's here and others, you know, to um, understand coastal challenges? Well, um, when I started at uh, at the Murrow Foundation, I'd, I'd worked with them off and on and doing, like, consulting and tree planting for them. And um, my kind of entry uh, into working with them uh, was uh, MRDI, the Mississippi River Delta Institute, that we put on, and that's a teacher uh, professional development, um, which most of them say this is the best professional development they've ever done and the most fun. And we we basically look at all kind of coastal issues. We look at the river. We look at its connectedness to the rest of the country and relate that. And we work with um, the Center for Global Environmental Education out of Hamline University mm -hmm. in Minnesota. Oh, so wow. So we have this kind of exchange going there. and. Um, it's, it's just a really great program. This year we have some Hawaiian uh, teachers coming in for it. And Is this a home-home um, situation where you get to go to Hawaii? Man, and I'm hoping <laughs> to go out to Hawaii. Like they must have mangroves or something out there, right? I, Plant I'm, some pineapples. and. I mean, whatever they want. I, I, I'm there to help. 
<laughs> Sugar cane, right? They got some. Yeah. <laughs> we did but have somebody from the Miro Foundation on the previous. We had right? uh, Chris Haynes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. Well, uh, so, I mean, uh, you also are involved kind of in restoration planning. I mean, I, I saw kind of in your bio, you were really involved in the um, BioLalute Ridge and Marsh Restoration Project. What was that like to help design that large scale project? Well, I, um, when I was working at the USDA office in Thibodeau, I, I was uh, doing, basically they asked me to drive the boat on, on a recon kind of uh, mission out there. And I started talking to them about different ideas. And I was like, look, I live in St. Bernard Parish. And they said, that's a hard nut to crack. Uh, we don't, you know, politics-wise and people-wise, we don't know a way in. And I, I was like, well, I'm on the Coastal Zone Board for St. Bernard. They you must know, have loved you that day. And I, I said, that <laughs> these are their top 10 priorities because we had listed them like a couple weeks before that. And uh, so I I just came in as a newbie and, and said, I think it should go from here to here. And they said, well, this part isn't going to work. And then, you know, there was a lot of other people involved in it. I just, my name was. But that's the great, that's great thing about Quipro, right? You know, that they do these very regional projects. So, well, if you don't mind, we're up against the break. Do you mind sticking with us? Do y'all mind sticking with us? What do you say, Ethan? <laughs> We've got some good questions for you coming yes. up after the break. And also Erin Brown with Vanishing Paradise has been holding on and we're going to chat with her. Um, but we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Audubon, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore or Retreat. Yeah, and I'm excited to bring on our next guest who's been patiently waiting. She is a former and frequent guest of Delta Dispatches. We're excited to have her back, Erin Brown with Vanishing Paradise. Welcome back, Erin. Hey, Erin. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. How's the wedding prep going? Uh, you know. <laughs> What's the countdown? 
I have nine days. I'm getting married next Saturday. Well, so, con- congratulations. Yeah. This is always kind of a, a crazy time, but uh, remember, it's about you too. So. And, I mean, the fact that she still takes the time to be on our show. We're very honored. So thank Maybe you. Maybe she needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> so other than uh, wedding planning, what have you been up to? How is duck season? Duck season was very, very slow. Um, I didn't even get a chance to get out too much this year with all the wedding planning and all my friends' weddings before my wedding, and it's been a crazy winter. But um, from all the reports I've seen and everyone that I know that's gotten out there, um, they just all pretty much had a very, very slow season, didn't get too many limits, and that was statewide across the coast. Um, And I I don't know. I think it has a lot to do with the weather. There wasn't much of a winter this year, much less even up north, and – if there's nothing to push those birds down here, then there's no reason to migrate down, you know? Yeah, I saw an early report about southwest Louisiana and then, and then heard that it was kind of statewide. But mm-hmm. um, that's interesting here from your perspective, too, you know, that what they, you know, kind of report out matches what, what folks on the ground are saying, too. Yep. Good. So what kind of stuff does Vanishing Paradise have going on these days? Um, we've been busy planning a few things, one being the cook-off for the coast, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But... Um, also going on, we had our legislative meetings back in August, and um, from those meetings where we brought in a few of our supporters to le- meet with their local legislators and speak about coastal restoration, um, we've had a great opportunity come out so to where we can get some of these um, legislators out on a field trip and possibly a fishing trip of sort. Um, and that being said, it'll be a great way to get them out there. It's going to be in um, Plaquemines Parish, and they'll get to see some of the natural landmaking capabilities of the river out around Fort St. Philip. So we're um, really looking forward to that in March. I love what you did there. So basically you brought sportsmen and women in to see their elected officials, right? And you just talked about what they're passionate about and what they're concerned about, and they were convincing enough to to get some legislators to come see for themselves, right? Yep, get them out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, congrats on that. Thank you. Good job. Well, let's talk about Cook Off for the Coast a little bit. Sure. So Cook Off for the Coast is this coming Saturday. It's our second annual event that we're hosting down at Dockville Farm in St. Bernard. Um, Last time, the first time around, uh, we focused on wild hogs since they're such a uh, nuisance to the marshes of South Louisiana. But this time around, we decided to open it up to just wild game in general, anything that you would find in the marshes of um, Plaquemines, St. Bernard Parish, anything that you know, pretty much swims, flies, or... <laughs> I love that walk. So. <laughs> it's free game. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, we were talking to Blaze a little bit um, about... I'm like, well, you're not cooking. You have a culinary background. He said he cooked last year, though. You didn't give him this this time off, right? Yeah, he can have a break. <laughs> but um, other than that, we have, some, we have 13 cook teams all competing for a top dog in the three different categories of... Like I said, air, land, and sea. So obviously that's seafood, waterfowl, and some land mammals like deer and um, hog. And um, we're, we're really excited. So so it's a lot of good eating for sure okay. at Dockville Farm. <laughs> so what, what, it's Saturday. What time is it, Erin? Uh, it's 2 to 6. Okay, cool. And so people can just come in and maybe like sample some of the foods. And what else is going to be going on? But they on? don't have to pay to sample the foods, right? Or do they? No, no. Food samples are completely free. We do have a cash bar that will be there, but um, admission is free and food samples are completely free. And some good music. Oh, yeah. We're going to have the Mishu Melody Makers, and those are some um, some of the former band memories of the Lost Bayou Ramblers. 
And um, other than that, lots of good food. We do have some chef demonstrations going on by Nathan Richard from Restaurant Coven over in New Orleans and um, Mike Brewer from the Copper Vine Wine Pub. I'm going to need to talk to you later about how, um, you know, a certain friend of ours got to be a judge. I'm like, I'm a good judge. <laughs> Who's the judge? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Oh, there's a secret judge? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to, you'll have to attend to find out. Are there other judges or is the, is the secret judge the only judge? <laughs> no, we have we have quite a few. We have um, the two chefs that are doing the demos, and then we also have Melissa Martin from the Mosquito Supper Club, and um, the writer from Nola Eater and Parish President Guy McInnes. I might pretend like I'm a. I might pretend like I'm a chef. Wait, okay. So Simone is <laughs> missing like a big part of this event, and she's you know being all jealous about the judge. She <laughs> hasn't told you or anyone that someone's going to be emceeing this event. Uh, you. <laughs> and you're making me go. <laughs> and you. <laughs> We're bringing... no, they, they asked you. And you're like, well, I mean, I guess if Simone could come on. Yeah. yeah. I only work with my uh, co-hosts. So if you're trying to book me out there. I tried to refer them to, the to our agent, yeah. but our agent did not answer the so phone. So del- if, if you want to interact with your Delta Dispatch's <laughs> friends, um, come on out to cook off for the coast. Um, and, you know, it'll be a great day. We're really looking forward to it. And, and Blaze, it's kid friendly. Isabella, are you going to go? Yes, I'm going to go. And I went last year, and I really enjoy it. Does your dad make you work, though? Um, no. <laughs> you get to have fun. So kids bring, uh, parents bring their kids, have a good time. It's a family-friendly event. Yes, uh, they have over 20 different organizations tabling, oh, um, great. handing things out to children. Um, I think they were giving away potholders last year. That's funny. <laughs> so, Issa, do you want to talk about your experience with that? Did you get a potholder? Um. I, I don't even know if I got a potholder. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we'll have to make sure you get a potholder this but, year. But <laughs> um, the gumbo that he made last year was very good. There okay. was like so several... I was, yeah, what was in it? That's what I was going to ask you. Smoked yeah, it was okay. smoked duck. Wow. And wild boar sausage. <laughs> I was wondering what unusual things were in the gumbo. Yeah, that sounds really good, though. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's going to be a great event. And, and I know there's it's been getting a lot of really great press. Um, there was a Times Picayune story that I think featured Nathan Richard. And Aaron, there's some really amazing recipes in that story, right? Well, that's cool. Yeah, we actually um, featured a few different recipes. One from Mike Brewer, who, like I said, is with the um, Copper Vine Wine Pub. And he submitted the Louisiana Seafood Nachos with charred corn and mango salad. And with this recipe, he actually won Seafood King a few years back, oh, King of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, Melissa Martin from the Mosquito Supper Club, she submitted her recipe for duck breast and blackberry over bitter greens. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, and Nathan Richard from Cobbin um, submitted his with the rabbit and tasso, tasso ragu with cannellini. Okay. So definitely go on NOLA.com, search for Cook-Off for the Coast, and find those recipes, but also come out to the Cook-Off for the Coast on Saturday and maybe try some and others can uh, you yourself. Find, where can you find more information, Erin? Um, if you visit uh, coastcookoff.com or visit our Facebook pages, you'll find everything you need to see. And it's on Dockville Farms, which is part of the Merrill Foundation property, which is just one of the most beautiful spots, not just in St. Bernard, but across the coast. I mean, I I had the privilege of driving under those oaks um, every day on my way to school, and it's a very special place. So um, it'll be a great day for a a wonderful event. Um, And who are some of the partners that are involved in it? I know there's um, quite a few sponsors, too, as well. Um, So it's Vanishing Paradise, National Wildlife Federation, the Mississippi River, Delta Coalition, um, 
St. Bernard Parish and Blaze. Am I missing anybody? The Moreau Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a softball to you. That was a softball. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> You're welcome. And tell us again one more time where they can find more information. Coastcookoff.com, or if you look up Cookoff for the Coast on Facebook, you should be able to find it. And the times again? 2 to 6 p.m. this Saturday, February 9th, and free admission. So we have a, a little bit of time left for a fun question. Um, since we're bringing it back to St. Bernard, we just got to keep the St. Bernard classic fun question i think aaron may have answered this so blaze red gravy red gravy or brown gravy rocky and carlos oh oh red at rocky isabella what do you think i agree with red oh. and aaron were you a brown gravy if i remember correctly oh no way red gravy oh, oh my gosh <laughs> look at that we are all in agreement on that so uh, yeah, maybe, Simone, after you finish your duties as MC, the Malaz crew can stop oh, by at Rockies and have a nice, you now know. That I know. Now that I know how it goes, Jacques had to escort me into because I didn't know how to figure it out. But I knew ladies were welcome. I just didn't know what the procedure was. You are invited. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking about some more great food and cook off for the coast this Saturday. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. It's the Coastal Stat of the Week! Every year, 100 million tons of sediment flows down the mighty Mississippi River past the gauge in Bell Chase. Much of this sediment is dumped out into the Gulf of Mexico beyond where it can help our vanishing wetlands. 100 million tons of sediment is equal to the tonnage of exactly how many years worth of Mardi Gras beads? 8,000. 8,000 years of 8, Mardi Approximately. Approximately 8,000 years worth of Mardi Gras beads. This is a fun little, from a fun little uh, infographic we did. Basically, what does it equate, you know, in super domes and all that stuff. And well, that so, makes people kind of understand, yeah, you know, what it's kind of like. put it into perspective. So you can find that on our website, MississippiRiverDelta.org. That song makes me think of police motorcycles and it's sirens. Getting and, around that time. Yes, Chewbacca yes. is this weekend. Yes, I heard that. I did hear that. And then uh, are you again going to be in Iris? I am going to again be in Iris. Um, and that magical parade rose Saturday before Mardi Gras. That's exciting. It is fun. Fun, All fun, right. fun. Well, so excited to have back on the show um, Blaze Pizold with Merrill Foundation, his lovely daughter Isabella, and then Aaron Brown with Vanishing Paradise. So I would like to get to the real star of this radio show, the reason we're here today. So Isabella, I, I, you were, we were talking about this before the show, but you've had an opportunity to go out with your dad and collect lotus seeds from different places. Tell us about that experience. So we went out to Venice, and we... Did he let you drive? No. <laughs> Actually, Richie Blink drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went out there, and we were, like, in the... What, what was, I, don't know. I don't even know what type of boat it was, but it was a boat. And we went out there, there was, like, all the marsh stuff. <laughs> and... Um, and they were, like, looking for lotus seeds. But this, okay, so we found the lotus seeds, and then we left. But, like, while they were trying to look for them, the, like, leaves, or there was, like, water on them. But the water was, like, I don't know what it was with it, but it would, like, stay on the leaf 
and it was like jelly or something. Oh, wow. wow. I don't know what it was, but it was really cool, and I kept touching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know anything about yeah. Lotus. That so do you like to go out with your dad on boats and stuff in different parts of the coast? Um, sometimes I like to go out with him. Uh, not on cold days? Not on cold days. And at first when we, when he was like, oh, yeah, we're going out to get Lotus seeds, I didn't want to go because there was a chance of rain. And it did end up raining, and I did get wet, mm. but that mm-hmm. was that was fine. Sugar melts. That's true. That's true. Well, maybe you'll get him to teach you how to drive a boat. That would be fun. Then you could tell all your friends at school. That's totally awesome. I wish I knew how to drive a boat. You could tell all your friends. Hey, man, I can drive a boat. Can well, you I drive can, a boat? I can kayak. There you go. Well, even better. What do you, what do lotus uh, flowers smell like? You don't, you don't remember? Watermelon. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> do they smell good? Or do they smell bad? I mean, I think they smell kind of good. I mean, <laughs> I don't really sniff flowers. All right, y'all. They, they smell like vanilla. Oh, vanilla. Wow. Oh. And they're really pungent. And I guess you did remember all that. Uh, <laughs> do you do something with lotus? Or did, did people traditionally do stuff with lotus? Like, you don't eat them, right? You can eat. Uh, oh, you can. You can eat the seeds. Oh. Uh, they call it Cajun popcorn. And does it taste like vanilla or just smell like vanilla? Just smells like vanilla. Oh, okay. And so what were y'all doing with the seeds after? Uh, well, we we were trying to grow them out and um, distribute them in St. Bernard Parish and uh, in uh, the Lower Ninth Ward. That's awesome. And Blaze, we were talking about this too. I saw, um, uh, you know, you were recently at this Lanio Center and and St. Bernard and kind of uh, building a Palmetto Hut. Um, So, I mean, can you talk a little bit about the ways that, you know, for so long people in Louisiana obviously have lived on the land and that's uh, lived off the land. That's part of what the cook-off where the coast is about. It's kind of what you were talking about with gathering those seeds and building building Palmetto Huts. But how do you kind of embrace that heritage and what do you think uh, opportunities exist to teach other people about the heritage that, you know, um, so how, how so many people lived from, you know, what nature has provided us in Louisiana? Well, uh, I'm partially of Islenos descent. And one day I was down there at the Islenos Center and there was a couple of people from the home of nation building a hut. And I asked them if I could help out and they were like, sure, we, you know, we could use some help. And so I started learning from Mr. Pete Billiot and after he got really old um he asked me and my now ex-wife to take over the role of that and so i I, you know i let my ex-wife run the show and i just kind of run support and usually in directing people of how to how to um cut palmetto fronds in in the woods or cut down pieces of willow and how you bend it to make these huts and it's just a um I don't know. I my my family is like really old from Louis, South Louisiana, and and I, even though it's not my culture, I find it to be like part of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's an important tradition, right? And and yeah. one that could not have been passed down, right? If there wasn't somebody like you who were interested. What was cool was uh, we were working today, and uh, folks from the Tunica Biloxi tribe from near Marksville showed up, and then we had a, a person from the Takapa Ishak from the Lafayette area. 
showed up um, because they wanted to learn more and oh, how, how to cool. do it. So I, I felt like I was kind of a weird, weird gap. Yeah. Um, a liaison. Yeah. Yeah. You were a yeah. liaison. Helping out. Yeah, and yeah. even with, I mean, this Lanio Center, we were talking about what a great, you know, um, facility it is, and you can go and see how, um, you know, that community had lived and still lives, um, you know, in, in so many ways off the land, and you have, they have their homes kind of there recreated, and you can really embrace that experience. And I think St. Bernard has a proud history of, of that um, heritage and kind of helping people understand how people <laughs> lived in, in the community. Absolutely. And they have a, a great festival, the... Um Los Isleños Fiesta coming up March 8th and 9th, I believe. And what an important legacy for Mr. Bill Yacht, too, right? You know, that that's something that he could pass down. And that actually, probably, he probably never thought that it's spreading, too, to, to Lafayette and Tunica and other places like that. So that's really interesting. So what other opportunities exist or does the Merrill Foundation help um, promote in terms of volunteering and getting people out on the coast? Um, um, well... I, th I think one of the big programs I should talk about is uh, we have Ag Magic, which is or Ag Magic on the River with LSU Ag or LSU Ag, and uh, that's basically a, a large ag show for children. And we have about four thousand kids that come through there, wow. and uh, we have a, a beehive that's under glass that they can see. Oh, that's cool! Um, I've seen that before. That's really a, neat. And we have a we have a bee cam where the where the bees basically kind of launch onto a piece of wood and then crawl down a hole into the hive and we have a camera on that so they can see them kind of flying in and it looks kind of like air traffic control <laughs> uh, we have chicks that hatch daily um, for the whole event and uh, so they can see it up close from the chick cam and then they can hold little uh, baby chicks and we have a, um, a compost farmer we have a mushroom farmer uh, the raised bed garden that I need to attend to. Uh, <laughs> you, you're going to have everybody fix and up your raised bed garden. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to come help. Uh, and then, and then I, I have a greenhouse uh, too that's full of uh, stuff that we're using for coastal restoration, and then also uh, for getting plant uh, agriculture plants ready for that raised bed. And then I'm, I'm well, back to what Jacques was talking about. I'm working with kind of traditional plants or native plants uh, that are used for food or medicine and trying to um, put those back out into the public. So, That's another reason why you need to go see Dr. Clune behind his house. There's a greenhouse and he wants to grow native, you know, plants and herbs and uh, but he wants to use it at the culinary school. You need to go see him. Yeah, you will <laughs> love it. All those connections. It's and they have cool, their farm, yes. which you talked about. Yes. You were able to tour. Yeah. Yes, they have a 400-acre um, farm at Nichols that even when I went to Nichols, I didn't know there was a farm there. I used to work out there with uh, Gary Fine. Oh, yeah. So. Gary, yeah. He still hangs out there. And um, Archie Chasson a long time ago used to talk about he had a lot of good times out at the farm. But I had, I had never been out there. And it's a really amazing resource um, that I would love to see them you know, utilize even better. So maybe they could take a page or two from Docville. That would be cool. <laughs> I, you know, it's a lot of work down there at Docville, but yeah. Uh, yeah. we love it. Are there more programs too, like that evolving, you know, at Nunez or other places that you're aware of? Um, well, we're working with Nunez on a, a program uh, with their welding facility and through Shamit High's career technical education, uh, we're, we're building oyster breakwaters in, um, Bill and Chris, who are my bosses at, at Dockville, um, 
we got together and came up with a model for a, a design for breakwater that's different from everybody else's. We're using uh, a different type of stone in it that um, is lighter weight, and we're trying to get it lightweight to where they're deployable without using a large barge. Yeah, because that's without, the hard part, right? Without yeah. digging an access canal. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at that point, you're... you're, you're price tag is exponential so we're, we're trying to lower the price tag and, and think outside the box and then engage children or, or students in that um, to kind of create an incubator of thought very cool yeah so interesting i mean highlighting so many opportunities that exist especially if you can develop some of those programs to help even at the high school level people you know um be prepared for those future opportunities. So that's great. Well, we have more to talk about, uh, especially around the cook-off this Saturday. Um, we're about to head into a break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. Always available online, deltadispatches.org. More than 80 episodes to go and catch up on. So subscribe, rate us, tune in, and we'll be right back after the break. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990 AM. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why we're storing it matters. And we're also discussing Louisiana's food. We seem to talk about that a lot. Because- At least it's not oysters today. <laughs> <laughs> I guess somebody not? could cook oysters this weekend. Though. We have an oyster entry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, again, give us a recap, Aaron, on the event. When is it? Where is it? What is it? And why should people come out? Um, so, cook off for the coast, and it's the Wild Game Edition. It is this Saturday, February 9th, at Dockville Farms in St. Bernard Parish from 2 to 6 p.m. It is free admission. Um, and mainly, you know, the, the big reason we're doing this is obviously so folks can get out and learn about coastal restoration and what we're doing not only in St. Bernard Parish but across the coast, and also to really make that connection to home and place by eating the delicious food that lives right there in their backyard. And, you know, make that connection that not only is coastal restoration for protecting homes and towns from flooding, but also to protect the, the seafood and the wildlife that thrive in the marshes and ecosystems of South Louisiana. That's great. And, I mean, it's a very important goal to kind of get people, um, you know, even more aware and educated about these issues and the connections to do it while enjoying delicious food mm-hmm. and music. But, Blaze, it's also helping support a good cause, right? Yes, uh, the program I was talking about earlier with uh, Nunez and Shamet High CTE, um, it's to support that, the oyster breakwaters, and then also the parish um, and St. Bernard 4 uh, H and the Mural Foundation have, well, and many other people have uh, been involved in that. Um, we have a, a mangrove planting project. Oh, cool. So we go out and collect uh, mangrove mm-hmm. propagules, put them in pots, grow them out for a year and a half, and then we go plant them out with all the kids. And so there's actually a booth that'll be at the festival with uh, <laughs> a young lady who went and planted them last year. So oh, you cool. Get to talk to the people. A testimonial. And you're planting them in St. Bernard Parish? Yes, at the, Bay- the end of Bayou de That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about that project. I mean, that's kind of a ridge restoration project or... Um, the one you were talking about earlier, the $29 million one, um, is, and, but this is more, um, 
there's a guy named Lucas Bissett who's a fly fisherman. We had him on the show last, last week. week. No way. Yeah. That's last awesome. Week. <laughs> uh, so this was like Lucas's brainchild. He, I think he approached the parish about um, doing a program with, with kids. So then uh, the parish approached 4-H. Uh, they contacted me because I had worked with Gary Fine. Uh, at Nichols. At, at Nichols. <laughs> there you go. In Thibodeau. In Thibodeau. Uh, Shout out. Uh, I had worked with him uh, with mangroves. And so... I had expertise, and then we all just got together, and it just started rolling and keeps rolling downhill, and this is to help fund that and those oyster breakwaters. That's so awesome. And, I mean, Lucas was talking about mang- the mangrove tree and just how important it is in so many ways. Absolutely. It, you know, it it provides refugia for um, smaller fish and, and birds, and then I think uh, pelicans also nest on top of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had the opportunity to go out to a bunch of different mangrove islands, um, you know, Cat Island, of course, but others, you know, that um, have sadly, you know, just been uh, lost in a lot of ways due to um, erosion and the oil spill and stuff. So it's great to see kind of the emphasis on putting those back on the landscape and providing habitat for birds, but also helping, you know, maintain some of the salinities and just, uh, you know, the other benefits that those, those provide and getting people out. And so a little say, dirty, the, and yeah, that's you know, the hardest part is back what we coast. do. We say this often, right? It's hard to get people, you know, some of these projects, twenty nine million dollars, and things like that. So, how do we engage folks? And I think this Saturday and and this weekend is the start of it, right? That's something that's very uh, close to home, is culture and things like that. So, I do love the idea of like uh, planning and taking care of something for yourself, but it's got a story that goes along with it too. So, um, I think that's really, really important. Absolutely. I think it's one of the most Louisiana things you can do to throw a party and then benefit uh, <laughs> coastal restoration and, the, and, and at the same time cook everything in the marsh. Right. So it's pretty right. cool. That's, I can't wait to see what's going to come up. I know. I'm ex- I'm getting hungry already. <laughs> Those nachos. I'm still kind of thinking about the nachos. Thanks, I'm like, Aaron, for bringing that up. <laughs> I know, Aaron, are you more excited for the air, the sea, the land, all of the above? All the above. I hunt, I fish, so I, I can appreciate it all. <laughs> so do you like, do you think of new recipes? Like when you do stuff like this, are you thinking like, oh, I never thought about doing that with my duck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's always room to do something else. You know, you can only do, or I say you can only do so much. You can do a lot of things. But in my mind, you know, we have the same two or three recipes that we always do. So now it kind of, yeah, gives you a, a little uh, eye-opening of uh, other things that you can venture into with duck recipes. or I know, duck know, and blueberries. Do, uh, Mm-hmm. I had heard I that before, but I um, would be eager to try it something works. like that. It, it works does, really yeah. Well. well, if you need blueberries, come to Simone. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah. you know, supplier of blueberries. I am. My parents have this crazy blueberry, or I don't know what they called, field. I don't know what they are. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> until, to, until you're the person in 90 degree picking. weather picking blueberries. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I have to ask. I was it, asked so. to ask you. We planted blueberry bushes. Mm-hmm. But the birds got all the blueberries. Oh, no. Oh, no. We actually don't have a bird problem, okay. maybe because they have so many. But, um, you know, we've asked about that before. But it's not, I think, like I said, we have a lot. Yeah. Of, and so you have to have, um, you know, they probably have 30, you know. So maybe that. Maybe, maybe you have to have 30. All, all, in, all in your backyard. Yeah. Y'all can have rows and rows of it. <laughs> Scarecrow. Uh-uh, get out. <laughs> well, Audubon's in here, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron. last time, last time, where can they find out more information? You said there was a Facebook page or an event page? Yep, there's a Facebook page, and they can also visit coastcookoff.com to get more information. Yep. Very, 
you also have an Instagram too. Yeah, what's um the youngsters. I was <laughs> those hip things, uh, Snapchat. Um that's what the kids tell me. No, we don't. Um where can you find out more information about the Miro Foundation? Cuz um, it has a story, a big long story behind it too, right? We have a website as well. Miro uh, And is that where you can find more about events and programming there too? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we usually do um, press releases that you can't hide from. So. <laughs> and um, are, is Dockville Farms open to the public ever? Or do you have, you have a lot of events and I know you, you host a lot of people from all over there. We, we constantly are hosting events. We have uh, Derby at Dockville. I think that's uh, for autism. Uh, we're hosting cooking for CASA, for uh, mm -hmm. CASA organization. Um, it's from the Chamber of Commerce. It's such a beautiful wh facility, whoever, though. Whoever really you could think of, they're, they're having a, a benefit there. And, you know, that's what we're set up to do is to benefit our community. That's great. It's, it's such, it is, again, a beautiful property and a wonderful organization. Isabella, tell us or tell our listeners why they need to come to Cook Off for the Coast on Saturday. Um, Probably my favorite part, to be honest, is, like, getting all the samples um, <laughs> you get the, we're going to get you a pot holder this year though. You hear me? We'll get you a pot holder for sure. So come, yeah, come definitely. hungry and leave happy. Right. Yeah. You get to yes, leave with a belly always. full and a bag full of goodies. It sounds like, and then you're going to pick up your dinner and maybe your lunch and dinner for the next day at Rocky's mm -hmm. on your way home with yes, the molasses. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for being on the show and best of luck um, this Saturday. We will be out there with yes, you um, emceeing the event at Cook-Off for the Coast this Saturday at Dockville Farms in Marrow. Um, so what else is going on, Simone? I don't know. It seems crazy. We're going to talk to some of our new friends next week. Um, Get a little bit more of a uh, national perspective on yes, coastal issues that's with amazing. American Shore and Beach Preservation Network. Yes. Awesome. Well, Another we'll be back great on Valentine's show, Day. Next Valentine's week. Day episode, yes. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, you can go online, deltadispatches.org, um, and have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.